0: Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, your number one Detective Conan Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Trees, and joining me as always is the lovely, the one and only, the uh to my hello, Kyle Bradford.
1: <laughs> annyeong.
0: <Ne>. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 And we have Colleen.
2: 안녕하세요 여러분.
0: Whoa. Yo. <laughs> what is going on? I'm getting shown up. What the fuck?
2: Sorry. Hi. I am no
0: clue. <laughs> so you're, mul- yeah. you're uh, multilingual, Colleen.
2: Yeah, I, I know a few languages.
0: More than just English and France. French? How many languages do you know? Uh, four. Wow. Oh, my God. You're
1: smart. Uh, you shouldn't be on this show. <laughs> you should be off doing things.
0: I,
2: I think that Case yeah. Closed is a smart person's show, is it not?
0: I don't think I mean, I so. Feel not pretty on your... dumb I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like uh, really dumb in comparison.
1: Well, if we if we were to rank the intelligence of this show, Where'd
0: we rank? Uh, well, Justin's well, dead last, obviously. last? <laughs> Based on what? Him. Because he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> yeah, he's not know. here, he can't <laughs> defend himself. <laughs> so, I'll put myself at third. Um, I think Kyle gets oh, bumped wow, up to second nice. just because he's Asian. And then, obviously, yeah, yeah, Colleen, number <laughs> uno. Oh, yeah, well, there
1: fair.
2: you go, there's a foreign language.
1: <laughs> well there you go. You're fluent, yeah. Right? me knowing a few
0: like words in a few languages does not uh equate to like actually knowing the language.
1: I don't know about that. Colleen's pretty smart. She would know.
0: Like I can pretend I know Japanese because I know Baka and uh my tante. Like I don't think that's how What's it works. my tante? Detective.
2: Detective.
1: Oh cool. Yeah, something relevant to the show we're on.
0: Yeah, I only, I only know a few words just because of Kenan. And then Colleen knows Kenan's little uh, noise that he makes whenever he's pointing out something very kitty like
2: Oh, because that's what I do at the store. I'm like, Alele!
1: Yep. Oh my god. That's not actually what I do. Yeah, like... <laughs> Please
2: don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like we have Conan's voice actors with us
2: well he is voiced by a woman so I I think I could do it
0: just like Goku I hate Goku's Japanese voice for the record it, it does not sound wow good. such disrespect that lady just
1: passed away oh wow. move on before we get canceled
0: <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know she was dead I'm just saying I like uh <laughs>
2: now he's even happier
0: dragon ball is one of the things that i can only watch <laughs> through the dub. i, I kind of do have like a pep in my step now i'm like phew wow i don't have
1: to deal with that anymore wait what's your opinion of frieza's voice
0: uh his japanese voice or his what both voice?
1: both know. voices i don't remember his better?
0: japanese voice but um oh my god okay <laughs> sounds fine in the dub <laughs> oh my god what what's wrong with his voice Nothing's wrong with his voice. I just wanted to hear your right. opinion. I just don't think Goku should be so high-pitched. It bothers me, because he's manly. I don't know if he really is. It worked for like him in the original Dragon Ball when he was a kid. But his voice should when have, have matured over, you know, 18 years. That's all I'm saying. Like Naruto. Sure. We'll go with that nerd-ass <laughs> shit. <laughs> So we have two episodes here today, uh an anime original and a manga adaptation. The first episode we're covering is episode 71, A Stalker's Murder Case. It's originally aired Wait a minute. What?
1: Which one is the manga original? Or er, <laughs>
0: well, anime original. We will test you on
1: that later.
2: Yeah, let's ask Kyle. Oh, okay. I like this part of the yeah. show.
1: So, I don't I feel like I always get it wrong. Yeah, because you're dumb.
0: Yeah.
2: I am. He's the second smartest. Yeah,
0: well, we're but a pretty there's dumb like show, There, there's such a drop off from you to Kyle though.
1: Yeah, it's huge. Massive.
2: I don't know if I believe that.
1: I feel like Tyler and me are really close though. Yeah, you're not much smarter than me.
0: Yeah, I only get the bump cuz of my race. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> This originally aired August 11th, 1997, uh, and I'm going to start reminding us of the Conan's hint for the weeks that we uh have, you know, because oh, you know, usually I say it the episode before and then we totally forget it. So the Conan's hint for this one is adhesive, and I wish I had looked that up before the well, like while watching the case, because I would have uh, figured this out a little earlier. It's like the the one with the tape. Indeed. Right? Yeah. The one that was a gun.
1: <laughs> That's the best one.
0: Conan introduces the case. He says, Today's case is about a stalker. Think of others before yourself. Thanks, Conan. I like how this episode has a very staunch, you know what, stalking might be bad uh, message to it, which really makes you think. Conan Inagawa, the ethical king. Who would have ever thought that stalking was bad? So, I guess, you know, we do, like, relatable subjects. Colleen, have you ever had a stalker? <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Uh, Not that I know of.
0: Uh, oh my God. Now I'm a little paranoid. <laughs> so, at least if you had a stalker, they were really good at it. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> That's true.
0: Well, wouldn't you want that,
2: And I Kyle? have been saying that I live in Canada. Would
0: I want that? Yeah. I don't like where any of this goes. No, I'm out. just saying, wouldn't you want a good stalker rather than, like, one that's bumbling around, always making himself known?
1: Nah. I would much prefer the bumbling fool of
0: a stalker. Wouldn't that make you worried, though, because you know you have a stalker? If a stalker's good enough and you don't even know it, it doesn't even impact your life.
1: Yeah, but this stalker, if he was better at what he was doing, he would have been able to, uh,. I don't want to spoil things, but things would have turned out pretty bad for that lady. Not
0: really, because she would have never went to the police if he was, you know, good at stalking. So he probably would have just. So he just her would forever. have kept stalking her. Yeah. So
1: what you're saying is, incels should be smarter, and everyone would be fine.
0: Pretty much, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We're uh, what a place we're in already.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. Does that mean that you would like to have a stalker?
0: Of course. Who are you? <laughs> I would 100% love to have a stalker. Like, if a pretty girl wanted to stalk me, totally for it. Even an ugly girl. I'm not picky. I just want to know that I am desirable, I guess. Do you know how much that would do for my confidence? That
2: you're being watched.
0: Oh, 100%. I would love that. Like, I'd start, like, putting on a little show for them if I knew it was happening. Like,. I'd play it up. It's like, if I ever became famous and I had, like, paparazzi, I'd be loving it. It's the same with a stalker.
2: You'd be eating all that up.
0: The episode starts with the Mori family going on a morning (laughs) walk, which Koguro is complaining about. He then tells them to stop so he can buy a Gutsman energy drink from a vending machine. Can we talk about Gutsman? Isn't that so much cooler than Monster? He's my favorite Mega Man boss.
2: So I actually Googled whether this was a real drink. (laughs) Is that embarrassing? Is it? No.
0: (laughs) I'm going to guess it isn't.
2: So when I Googled this, I got the picture of uh, Kogoro drinking this drink and then a Guinness right beside it. That's all I got.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? So what is this based off of? Is it like a tea thing?
0: Hmm. I thought it was like an energy drink. But, uh. I don't know. I, I'm just assuming. I guess when this was made energy drinks weren't really that popular were they? Cuz this was back yeah, in it was just like Red 1997. Bull. Was like Red Bull even that popular in 1997? Cuz I feel like I don't
1: think we had the X Games yet so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I feel like it all really <laughs> blew up in the 2000s. We check out the Red we Bull didn't have history a... on uh on the old Wikipedia. So did you know that Red Bull uh, was introduced in 1976. That's when like the first batch was made. It didn't actually wasn't actually like Red Bull then. Product was launched in Austria in 1987. So it was definitely around. It's Austrian. Wow. No, no, it's by some Asian dude. Um. Oh hell yeah! I don't want represent, dude. Uh, he was from uh, Thailand. So. Ooh, cool. He's one of the crazy rich Asians now. Uh, he, had an, he was the third richest person in Thailand when he died in 2012. He had an estimated net worth oh, of $5 billion. Yeah, he was born Dude. in 1923. Wow. Good life. Yeah, who knew that Red Bull had such a long history? It doesn't give you wings, though. That guy's dead. Yeah, so he's probably in hell for being a liar, huh? And a billionaire. False advertising.
2: Well, they put that little disclaimer on the on the commercial at some point.
0: That is do true. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, they used to do put they like, say like no, it actually really.
2: doesn't. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, wow. That's cute. Everyone's stupid.
2: I think they had to do it because people started jumping out of windows.
1: Do you think they they were like liable? Or was it a matter of like people wouldn't stop trying to sue
0: them? That would be awesome if they were liable over it because like if I could like end capitalism while also committing suicide, like can you think of a bigger win win? Truly, yeah, you're right. We could give it a shot. Kegara says that today is uh his lucky day as two uh gutsmen energy drinks or uh in the machine is that would that be the the plural? Would it be gutsmen or gutsman's Gutsmen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Ron then warns him not to drink it, but he, he does after... He does... Oh, fuck. Man, I'm already <laughs> fucking reading, man. This is you doing thing. okay, bud? I'm good. I'm just... You can't read. I haven't picked up that skill in a week. Still working on it. Ron warns him not would to... Would you d- have picked up the drink? Hmm. Yeah, I would have. I'm stupid. You yeah, what about I are you, like, Colleen.
2: No, I, I probably wouldn't have touched it. <laughs> too suspicious.
0: <laughs> but Tyler, you would have? I would inspect the uh seal, but yeah, I'd take it. Damn. I feel you're like wild. I feel like you and Colleen are too rich if you're gonna pass up a free <laughs> drink. <laughs> free that's then. Yeah.
1: Not cautious, just
0: It's a hundred ten yen! That's, That's a dollar. Valuable product. Yeah.
1: You're right. Dollars are rough. And this is in
2: 1997, so who knows how much they cost now? $1.50? Do- yeah, 50. Yeah. $50 billion.
1: dollar <laughs> fifty.
2: Were you going to say $50 billion yen?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Yo, know, it's rough out there.
2: The mean streets of Tokyo.
0: Ron warns him not to drink it, but he does so <laughs> anyhow. After inspecting it, they then hear a woman scream and a dog barking, and so they run towards the noise. Once there, they find a man convulsing on the ground, clutching his chest, as the woman and her dog just kind of watch. Who <laughs> is like, which yeah, is that hilarious. Yeah, pretty great. <laughs> they don't care that this dude's died. They didn't question them at all. No, they just weren't even a part of it. That's when Conan notices a Guts Man drink nearby, which he points out to Koguro. Ron then calls the police, but the man dies uh, shortly afterward from uh, suspected poisoning. Inspector Meguri then arrives and he reveals that the man is a 26-year-old named Nagai Tatsuya. One of the police officers vaguely recognize him, and Conan notices the paint on the man's shoulder. That's when we learned that the poison had been mixed in with his Gutsman drink. So I guess Ron was correct to uh, be cautious about drinking something.
2: Gee, What a surprise.
1: What was that guy who poisoned himself when he was getting like tried for war crimes? I don't know, but he sounds cool. I looked him up. I looked him up. Slopadon Prawljack? Respect. Was a Bosnian Croat general who served in the Croatian. Wait, army. Wait, wait,
0: wait! What were crimes did he do before? I, before I give him that, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
1: that's maybe a good idea. What did he do? Let's see. ICTY indictment. Praljak was among six accused by the International Criminal Tribunal for the former uh, for the former Yugoslavia in relation to the Croatian Republic of Herzog, Bosnia. On April two thousand four, he voluntarily surrendered. Blah blah blah. Four counts of grave breaches of the Geneva Convention: willful killing, unlawful deportation, transfer of transfer and confinement of a civilian, inhuman treatment, extensive destruction of property, and appropriation of property. Uh, six counts of violations of the laws of laws or customs w- of war. Uh, five counts of crimes against humanity. Damn.
0: Damn. Okay, maybe he doesn't rule. but uh,
1: <sighs> yeah, this this dude seemed a little messed up.
0: Yeah, still, shouts to him though.
1: <laughs> but that's traumatic, right? Just to stumble upon somebody convulsing on the ground from being poisoned.
0: Yeah, not the not for the dog, though. He, he was kind of cool about it after barking. Not for the dog. dog. He doesn't know any better. He just thought he was playing dead. True. Oh, yeah. He just thought he was playing. John would have known better.
2: John's so smart. Oh,
1: man. He John would, Earls. He would have helped out. He would have went and got Conan immediately. And he would have been like Shinichi, come come help.
0: Keguro says that the victim was likely murdered at random, and that the killer placed the gutsman in the nearby vending machine. He bought one then reached in, and accidentally got the one that was containing poison by accident. Keguro then shows the gutsman that he bought, which is likely the one that the victim had actually purchased. Ken then points out that there's a coupon sticker on the victim's gutsman and that it expired three days ago. The police officer then remembers where he saw him, as they had questioned him three weeks ago in a stalking case. He said that he was following her around because he loved her, and was given a strict warning because he didn't actually do anything. Uh, I think I think it's kind of messed up that, uh, they were trying to kill this guy's love, the police were. Seems so pure. Hmm.
1: No. I'm not going to agree with you there on that one.
2: The law just got in the way.
1: Yeah, he's just... Uh, uh, I don't think that would have worked out.
0: <laughs> you don't think? You don't think nah. there was a bond between them? Nah. I thought it was love at first sight. We then learned that he, uh, the victim was a law student that was attempting to pass the bar exam. The police then go to ask the stalking victim if he had been following her lately. She's surprised by his death and says that she just returned home at the time of death. As she works at a restaurant that closed at four o'clock. She then did some cleaning and left at five. She says that she took a train home and then returned on foot while she says this Conan notices her rubbing her hands together and he sees a white substance falling to the floor. Um, so since we, since we know that, Um, The white substance is an adhesive thanks to the hint. What did you originally think the (laughs) white substance was? I thought they were like dead skin cells or something. Uh Oh. (laughs) It just looked gross. What about you, Colleen?
2: Uh, I think the first time I watched it, I probably thought the same thing as Kyle, but remember, this is like the only part of the case that I remembered was the glue on her fingertips and I just remember it being so cool because I didn't realize that if you put glue on your fingertips, then you basically mask your fingerprint. But uh, yeah, I I remember what it was for.
1: All those future criminals out there, listen up. Yep, use glue. you think Elmer's works? For sure, man. Elmer's is the, the bomb. The standard.
2: you think a glue stick works?
1: Oh, like the blue kind?
2: Yeah, let's see.
1: Nah, nah, glue
0: sticks won't work. I want to play with glue. That Did any of your like kids in school eat glue? <laughs> no, we definitely had. That some. Wasn't that cool? Was it like that? Uh, that episode of the Powerpuff Girls? No, it wasn't that bad. Um, I remember one thing we used to do with glue in school was we had like pencil boxes and you'd put glue over top of the pencil box and then you'd like rip it off. And you'd have like a oh, it would, like keep its shape, right? Yeah, it would keep the shape. Yeah, yeah, I think I've done that. I guess that was something, but that's what everybody used to do in school, and like second grade or whatever. Man, we're weird. Yeah, I used to. I used to have aspirations back then.
1: <laughs> what did you want to be, Tyler?
0: Not this. Not, Not this. this. <laughs> <laughs> the woman then shares her route on the map, and they learn that he was still following her. She's surprised as she says that she has felt safe lately and hasn't noticed him since the police warned her. However, Conan doesn't believe her, as she still has a bunch of extra locks on the door and pepper spray right there at the ready. Uh, Kyle, do you need any pepper spray? Uh, Morgan does. Oh, damn. Is it for dudes? I, I Just general
1: safety, I suppose. I tried messing with it once, and it's the kind where like there's a lid on it, so you have to flip the lid open, and then there's the spray. And it's supposed to be like angled in a way where it's really difficult to spray it in your direction, but when I screwed with it, it flung like right past my face. So, very scary. And, like, it would have been hilarious
0: sort of... if you had pepper sprayed yourself. Oh yeah, it would have been great. <laughs> uh, Colleen, have you ever been pepper sprayed?
2: No. Um, but my neighbor has some for bears.
0: Yeah. Whoa. So, like, yeah, I understand having pepper spray for like bears. I don't think you need it for like lonely dudes, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I guess I am wrong because this case proves me wrong.
2: I don't know. I've never been put in that position
0: where you needed pepper spray.
2: Yeah, but or like against a long- bear.
0: Have you ever faced off against a bear?
2: Um, not at close range. Like I saw a bear Whoa. from a distance, but he was like a cute, like Winnie the Pooh kind of bear. He was so cute. He was like sitting.
0: He was like, yellow. In some garbage. Did he have a shirt? No.
2: <laughs> 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 I wish. Uh, no, he was like a, a black bear, but he his ears oh. were like perfectly. Whoa! Circular. Black
1: bears are like way dangerous, right?
2: Yeah, I guess so. But he was really cute. I don't know. Man, I guess all
0: bears. bears are dangerous. Yeah, they're cute. Then I like bears
2: from a distance we used to
0: have bears where i used to live because they'd like rummage they'd like destroy our trash occasionally at night um but i never actually saw them hanging out about um but my grandmother when she used to go biking she had pepper spray for it i always gave her shit for that because she wasn't gonna see a bear while biking she had it at the ready though bless her damn what would you do if you ran across one yeah, that's what I was. I always told her, "I'm like, you're not gonna use the pepper spray right on the bear. Like, that's not gonna happen." <laughs> Sorry, I just like, read what you Kyle said. Kyle just sent us a. <laughs> yeah, Kyle sent us a very helpful link of ranking the 25 best bears, as in the Chicago Bears.
1: I was very let down. It was a let's, sports thing. Let's see who number one is. It.
0: I'm guessing Walter Payton, uh, the legendary running back. But uh, let's see here. Let's Are you a football guy? I mean, I know football. It is. You're Walter right. Peyton was Walter number Payton. one. Dick
1: Buttkiss Dick number two. Uh, What a name! He's an old. Is dude. he a legend? Yeah. Dick
0: Buttkiss I think he used to play. What a name. Whoa! Look at this Wildecker? guy. Yeah. He looks cool. Oh, he looks yeah, like yeah, Look at his P. mustache. Yeah. He's. Cool. He does. And his name is Dick Butkus. Uh Mike oh, Dick is man. number six. Let's see if Erlacher made the list. He came in at number 14. Mike Singletary at 15. Shout out to the kick return specialist, Devin Hester at number 20. Do you know who these people are? Uh, The more current guys, yeah, and some of the older guys.
1: Damn.
0: I mean, I used to watch sports. So, like, it'd be weird if I didn't know who some of these we got, guys were. We got
1: two dicks right next to each other. Dick Gordon and Dick Barwigan.
0: Yeah, shout out to the dicks. Uh, Kyle, are you aware of the Super Bowl Shuffle, which is the song that the Chicago Bears recorded, like, after winning the Super Bowl one year in the 80s?
1: I feel like I've heard of this, but, like, it, I don't know what it is. It rules. Um, Can you sing it for me? For us? Let me find the lyrics. God, why
0: am I doing this?
1: I'll just do the
0: little (laughs) chorus here. We are the Bears shuffling crew, shuffling on down, doing it for you. We're so bad, we know we're good, blowing your mind like we know we would. You know we're just, strutting for fun, strutting our stuff for everyone. We're not here to start no trouble, we're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. So that's the, wait a minute. bravo. Yeah.
2: I just imagine a like chorus that... line of black bears, though, <laughs> <laughs> in shirts. That'd be so <laughs> dope. <laughs>
1: but they're like struggling to speak because their mouths don't work. <laughs> this sound you saying that to the beat of like a that priest who says the n word. What Jesus Christ is? Oh God! Do you want me to pull up the link? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I respect him.
0: Wait, is he black or no? I feel like if I... No. No, oh. no, no, no. White well, maybe, is human alive. Maybe I don't respect him. <laughs> he probably is rapping to that beat. Uh, priest rapping inward? Is that what I'm supposed <laughs> to search for this?
1: I think so. He might be a pastor. I, I don't know on his denomination. Hmm. Rapping for Jesus? don't want to is, presume. Is that you know? the song? Oh, that sounds like it, yeah. Oh man, oh, God, we're really taking a turn. Oh yeah,
0: it has the chorus line "Jesus Christ is my beep." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, damn. Let me let me find rapping for Jesus, because they probably just use the same like cadence as the Super Bowl Shuffle. Oh, I've seen this. Man, I missed oh, two thousand eight. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the generic, like, white people can't rap uh, cadence back in the day. Although, they they did have some black players on the, the Bears, of course. But the, the they had, like, different players rap out little verses. Not good. For example, I'm L.A. Mike, and I play it cool. They don't sneak by me, because I'm no fool. Later at the Mori Detective Agency, Megary says that the murder was likely planned in advance. He then says that the vendor replaced the bottles with ones without stickers at lunchtime that day, so it had to be purchased prior to that. They look inside the victim's apartment and they found photos of the woman he was stalking. Meguri reveals that she didn't know about the pictures and that the stalking originally occurred in Yokohama. Uh, She then got a new job where she worked in the evenings because she couldn't sleep at night. Can I give some dap to the stalker for, like, his dedication here? Like, to go all the way from Yokohama to Tokyo for this one girl? Uh, I feel like we're giving this guy too much praise. Isn't that kind of sweet, Colleen?
2: (laughs) You're looking to me for support here? (laughs) It'd be be sweet if they were, like, a couple, and, you know, she had to move away, and he followed her. It'd be sweet in that scenario, but this one is a little creepy. Sorry.
0: What if- what if I moved to Canada and forced you to work nights? (laughs) In fear, Uh, are are you the stalker? Yeah. I'm so- (laughs) 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 Would you not find my stalking to be a romantic gesture?
2: Not if you made me work nights. I can't. Okay, but other than that, that's (laughs) the important bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine Tyler's like. That's the deal breaker. That's what I'm thinking. All right, I got you. This is a real Jim and Pam story right here. Meanwhile, the guy received an allowance from his rich father, so he didn't actually have to work so he could spend all of his time stalking. So, like, I, I like this dad, like, Jesus helping Christ. his son really pursue his dreams. He's like, son, I know I pushed you in becoming a lawyer, but if you just want to stalk this girl with all your free time, I believe in you, son. Here. That's why I met what your if mother. He was telling
1: his dad that, like...
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Maybe it's a generational <laughs> thing. What if he was just telling his dad that it's,
1: like, He's that's his girlfriend and they're hanging out and he's just having a good time with her and he's like oh I want you to enjoy that he doesn't even know
0: I'm just thinking of like how I met your mother but like instead of like a sweet little will they won't they sitcom <laughs> it's just like Ted Mosby like stalking this unknown girl for seven seasons and then telling his kids about it
1: <laughs> that'd
0: be cool
2: I think there's an opportunity here <laughs>
0: She was loved by a pretty awful guy, says Kogoro. Very judgmental.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The one time you're like, I don't know a (laughs) Kogoro. Yeah, is the one time (laughs) I gotta say, you know,
0: maybe don't judge others so you won't be judged, you alcoholic. (laughs) Wow. Just putting it out there. Okay. I'm just saying we shouldn't speak ill of the dead.
2: No, we shouldn't.
1: I don't know. There's some whack-ass dead guys.
0: Yeah, I guess Hitler's dead. That's true. I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like, you know, Elvis, you know, who we know is alive.
2: And Michael Jackson.
0: Oh, no, he's definitely dead. Michael Jackson. And Jeffrey Epstein, right? Epstein? Not oh, convinced. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lookalike that surfaced. Like a few days after uh, he died, so keep searching for the uh, truth. I was gonna,
1: I was gonna try to do a bit about how I miscon, I how I confused all the Jeffrey Epstein didn't commit suicide memes. It's not a meme. As if, like I thought. <laughs> no, I hear you. He didn't you. commit Listen.
0: suicide.
1: <laughs> I, I was, need to uh, understand the concept of the joke. One
0: second, just to interrupt. Um, I was talking about this with my buddy, uh, friend of the podcast, John Anderson. And he he was like, man, it sucks that, like, all these, like, conservatives are, like, latching on to the Jeffrey and Ep- Epstein didn't kill himself thing and making it into a meme. But I was like, man, you know, when they're right, they're right. And uh, his wonderful wife, Katie, bought him, like, a Christmas sweater that said Epstein didn't kill oh, himself. Oh, shit, yeah, I saw that. That's, that's really good. But uh, continue with your original point, Kyle.
1: No, the the joke that I had, the whole point was just I misunderstand what everyone's saying. So instead of saying that like, oh Jeffrey Epstein was actually murdered, I get confused, and think that he's just alive somewhere. Oh, the joke's so far beyond the point the pale at this point.
0: He could be still alive though. We don't know.
1: All depend- if he's like held
0: prisoner somewhere. Yeah, it all depends what Hillary wanted. I mean, who, who can guess? <laughs> you mean Killary? Oh, damn. That's awesome.
1: Damn.
0: Got her. Megary then remarks that he's not so sure that he believes that she didn't know about the stocking and believes she could have left the poisoned uh can of. What's this fucking. What's this damn energy drink called? It's hilarious. Gutsman. Um, Gutsman. Gutsman. She could have left it behind. Na na na
2: na no no na, na Gutsman.
0: Oh, damn. Damn. Good cut.
1: Calling. <laughs> <Probably. laughs> Who's the Robin of this situation? Yeah, Gutsman and Colleen.
2: Oh, Gutsman I was going to say the sticker. What oh, a okay.
1: duo. Oh, that would have <laughs> made more sense.
0: See? She's smart.
2: I don't know about that, Kyle.
0: Kenan points out that nobody would drink a bottle with a broken seal, which everyone seems to agree to, but uh, I'm not 100% certain. <laughs> 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 debatable. <laughs> he then says that other residents saw guy leaving his apartment around 10 o'clock last night, carrying a small bag in his hands, but he was empty-handed when he died. Megary says it might not be related, but that it bothers him. Uh, then we get a, a little scene with the detective boys, which I'm sure Kyle was happy to see. I was excited. Uh, we see Canon at a public pool with the, the rest of the detective boys. And Ayumi can't finish her drink, so she goes to leave it behind as she goes swimming, and that's when Kenan uh, looks around and he sees Ginta and Mitsuhiko like like hawks. Yeah, what just the fuck? Staring at him. What it. the fuck? That's well, a little weird. Was it weird? <laughs> just think about think about mathematics, Kyle. I know you're good at math, <laughs> since what? you know. Can't wait to hear where this is going. Yeah, because he's Asian, but um. Like, so, Ayumi... I'm also bad at math, by the way. I, yeah, I know. So, you're such a bad Asian. Well, I am. <laughs> so, Ayumi's lips were on the can because she was drinking it. Kenta and Mitsuhiko also have lips. If they put their li- <laughs> I needed to state that. It was pivotal to the rest of the case. So, if they put said lips on the can... Which had Ayumi's lips on it, they're basically kissing Ayumi through the transitive property, which is a real scientific thing. I I don't like this. <laughs> well maybe you're not a romantic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Now if you had to choose right. which one would you want to kiss Ayumi? Mitsuhiko or Genta? Or indirectly kiss in this case.
1: Who do you choose? Genta. Ship? Genta for sure. Genta? <laughs> yeah.
0: Genta, yeah. for sure. That big pyramid boy, he needs some love. Plus, I know in the future that Mitsuhiko catches feelings for another girl. So, uh. Oh. Oh, wow. What a spoiler. So, we'll see that start to develop in like 200 episodes, Kyle. I hope it's Ran and, like, Conan gets mad at well, him. Well, it is an
2: older <laughs> girl, but I don't want to spoil too much.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Oh, damn. Yeah. He's she... into the Cougars?
0: Ah, she's about, what do you call Ron a cougar?
1: In this scenario? I mean, maybe for him. <laughs> yeah,
0: so I guess for him. Because it's a girl about Ron's age. Maybe slightly older.
1: Damn. No kidding. Yeah.
0: Mitsuhika is like a little Rico Suave, man. Shoot your shot, dude. You know? Yeah, shout out to him. Put it out there. Uh, yeah, they're both embarrassed when Canon catches them, like, staring at it. So they a yeah, then... fucking weirdo pervert. <laughs> And then run off to go swim, and they're like, oh, I'm thirsty, uh. Um, And Ken just left to go, jeez, I can't believe these lecherous kids. But it does help him put it all together, that their reaction could have been what Nagai thought, the little stalker fuck, if he had seen <laughs> He's not
2: the, romantic anymore. the girl
0: he was stalking. Now, I've kind of come around, I think he sucks. He does suck. Yeah. I'm glad we can all agree. <laughs> You know, I, I felt like maybe this something, is something that we shouldn't bet sides. I feel like this is kind of a plain and cut <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's more entertaining for a podcast when there's some dissension, I, I I figured out that maybe being on the side of the like psychopathic, murderous stalker is not the way to go here.
2: And you want to play to all the audiences listening out there.
0: Yeah. And he now knows how it was done, but he has no evidence. He walks into a policeman around town. And he then asked if they checked coins inside the vending machines for fingerprints. That's when the officer says they have, but they did not find the victim's fingerprints. However, they did find a 110 yen coins that were wiped off. Conan asks what uh, Nagai was carrying at the time of death. And the officer says he had a wallet, his driver's license, cigarettes, house keys, and a lighter that was a bit bigger than a usual one.
1: That's the funniest way to describe that, by the way. (laughs) Well, it is a bit bigger. I just love it. (laughs) Like, you don't investigate why it's a little bigger. You don't look into it. You're just like, huh, okay. Well, he had cigarettes. It'd be one
0: thing if he didn't have cigarettes. But
1: why would you note how big it is? What if he had, like, jumbo cigarettes as well? That would be awesome. (laughs) Wait, what sort of, like, spy mechanism would, like, be in the cigarette then?
2: An arrow that you shoot at people.
0: Oh, that's a good yeah, one, but dope. as I learned from Metal they're Gear dope. Solid, the best uh, secret agents just have cigarettes so they can see the the lasers, you know? So they can smoke a bit. Oh, and a calorie bars, right? Yeah, shout out to Hideo Kojima, a true visionary. He drinks Monster. Respect. <laughs> he would be drinking Gutsman in the uh, canon universe. He would. He would.
2: So you know why this guy didn't look into why the lighter was bigger it's because he's a generic police officer if this was officer takagi for instance i feel like he would have done his (laughs) job you just call
0: him a basic bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're not going to expect much out of like a one-off generic police officer that's a good point we don't expect much basic bitches a man then walks by with his dog and conan notices the same paint that was on the victim on the dog's leash he asks where it came from and we don't actually learn it here, but it then cuts to Conan using his bow tie to get Megerry, the stalking victim, and Mori at the same location. The old uh, we get the little comedy of Kagura being like, "What you told me to be here," and the Megerry's like, "You told me to be here. We're both stupid." Ugh. Yeah, that shit works out for Conan too much. Yeah, he he pulls the same thing <laughs> every single time. They're always none the wiser. Yeah, Conan then knocks out Kagura. And he tells Nishitani that she won't be going to work tonight, but rather jail as she's a murderer. Boom. Boom. He says that she knew Nagai was following her and that she bought a guts man at a vending machine. She pretended to take it and then drank out of one she had already prepared. She then drank out of it as she walked. Uh, She then took out a second guts man. (laughs) Uh, And she left second guts man. (laughs) Yeah, this was one with poison in it and she left that on top of a wall the stalker then grabbed the item and then got very excited when he saw there was still some leftover drink cuz think about this Kyle her saliva is going to kind of backwash into that drink so it sounds oh, like God. they swapped spit really so it's more than just yes. a kiss That's like tongue in well, each other no but can you think of anything <laughs> more romantic than tongue in
2: <laughs> what about stealing tongue in via already... soda chewed piece of gum, and then making a shrine out of it.
0: Oh, that's like Arnold. (laughs) This is exactly (laughs) uh,
2: what reminded me of Hey Arnold. Helga G. Pataki creating a shrine (laughs) to Arnold.
1: Man, I wish somebody appreciated me like Helga did Arnold.
0: So I was at a a dollar store yesterday, and they had Nickelodeon figures for a dollar, and I bought ones of Ren Stimpy. They also had Arnold um and then uh, SpongeBob and Patrick, but I just bought Ren and Stimpy because I thought they'd be cool to have on my desk for a dollar. Yeah.
2: But you have to collect them all now.
0: I don't. I've I've all the Ren <laughs> and Stimpy. That's all that matters. They're angry beavers. No, there was just those five. Damn. What happened to the guy that made
1: Ren and Stimpy? Uh I don't know. It's just it's a dude something there. very bad, right? Oh, really, John K. Yeah, something very bad happened. (laughs) Well, Well, not a bad thing. He did something, I think. Oh, did he? Yeah. What'd
0: he do? I forget what it is, though. All right, let's (laughs) get Sexual abuse allegations. Okay, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) In March 2018, Robin Bird and Katie Rice disclosed a BuzzFeed uh, that Kay sexually harassed and groomed them for sexual abuse while they were underage. Don't laugh. No, no, no. I wasn't laughing. I couldn't... Figure no, out no. how to pronounce his last name. So I just said K. Good cover, dude. Good cover. Yeah, it doesn't seem good. Uh, apparently they accused him of having child born, too. Well, uh his lawyer, confirmed, people, his lawyer confirmed for a brief time 25 years ago he did have a 16-year-old girlfriend, but they denied that he ever <laughs> uh, was in possession of child born.
1: Jesus Christ
0: he then blame, blamed his uh it behavior was moldy, okay on an undiagnosed bipolar disorder and that he has ADHD and poor impulse control
1: well that's fucked up blaming a mental illness
0: uh, yeah it doesn't seem like he's been doing anything since then doesn't look like he was doing much before that either so i guess once if you get get like shunned <laughs> i don't know once you get ren and Stimpy work his uh, royalties start coming in. Those two uh, seasons
1: on Spike TV didn't hold up too well, did they? Uh, they were something. They were something. They were something.
0: It was an adult party cartoon. Anyway.
2: <laughs> well, people are still buying figurines at the dollar store, so he's making some sort of money.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember Damn. that when I was thinking about it. So, <laughs> Sorry to support... Um, yeah, contributing
1: to the problem, wow. Yeah, sorry about Should've that. Should've got guys. the hair and all Yeah, clearly on <laughs> second thought. damn. Is Helga problematic? How so? Uh,
0: she's a stalker like this guy.
2: She's a poet too.
0: Is that what makes it She's a it poet? Okay? Like that makes it okay. a poet? <laughs> so if I like write some poetry <laughs> over the woman I'm stalking, it's okay.
2: I don't know if it's okay, but it certainly is funny, like uh, what was it? Like, I think she used to say something like, My sultry preteen, why must I hold you only whilst I dream? Will I be forever enslaved by How do you know spells? that off the
0: yeah. top of your head? Did you look this up, or is this just off the down? <laughs> that seemed on...
1: That seemed on point.
2: Yeah, I'm reading it off of my phone. Don't don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was about to say, damn!
2: But here, here's, the, here's the kicker.
1: Colleen likes Helga too much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I stalk Helga. Fair <laughs> I
1: talk. St- <laughs> Arnold, you
2: make my girlhood tremble. My senses all go wacky. Whoa. Someday I'll tell the world Whoa. I love. Or my name's not Helga G. Pataki. It, it's not.
1: <laughs> Damn, that's steamy. She grew up to write Fifty Shades of Arnold. Oh.
0: <laughs> <Aww>.
2: <laughs> Fifty Shades of Plaid.
1: Damn. Whatever plaid. Arnold wore. He's got the plaid yeah. underneath, right? He's yeah. got the sweater. Man. Helga's home life was really sad. It was. Yeah. Like, her mom was drinking all the time. Did her sister die?
2: No, she was the perfect older sister off at college or something, wasn't she?
1: Oh, she Olga. was just away?
2: Olga came back every now and again yeah. to show how perfect
1: she was. I don't know if she, like, straight up was dead or...
0: <laughs> no, see, it was her younger sister that died from... Uh fetal alcohol poisoning. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm making that up because she was drinking her mom. Was oh, Jesus Christ. I thought that was real. My I, God. I don't think Hey Arnold was going to go that deep. That show got real sometimes. Not that real. Not, yeah, there was that, that guy Fetal from alcohol like, syndrome world. Although that would explain Arnold's weird ass head shape. Well, there was that guy from China that would explain Arnold's weird ass head shape if he suffered Fetal alcohol <laughs> No. A I don't think it right would. It's
1: pretty terrible that everyone calls him football head, too. Well, to be fair to the
0: kids, his head does look like a football. To be fair. You can't expect there. them all to ignore it. It's like having a giant mole in your face and then choosing not to get it removed. Like, Arnold could at least shave off the size of his head a bit.
2: No, but his ears are on there.
0: Shave off? Did <laughs> you. G- are
1: you imagining that Arnold just cut off parts of his head? <laughs> yeah, you could do
0: that. There's a lot of different plastic <laughs> surgery.
2: You know who'd pick up those pieces though, right?
0: Yeah, oh god, yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> that's terrible.
1: You don't have to change for me, Arnold. You're perfect just the way you are. Aww. And then she sticks it to her football <laughs> shrine. <laughs> oh my god.
0: I don't like this. Uh... Koguro mentions that she tried to make it look like an indiscriminate crime by leaving a bottle behind in the vending machine, and that she had used glue on her fingertips as to not leave any prints behind. He then remarks that they saw her rubbing her fingers when they first arrived, and that it'd be odd to wear gloves in the summer. She says there's no evidence of that, but Koguro objects and has coded, give Meguri pictures of her going to the public restroom where she applied the glue, and then carrying a guts man and leaving it behind, Mori reveals that the victim was using a unique handmade camera that also works as a lighter. That's why it was bigger than average. Damn! If he just waited, we'd have smartphones. Yeah, it was kind of cool though. I liked it.
2: So instead of buying law textbooks, Dad's money went to buying this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, they said that he made it himself. Oh, did he? Oh, well. so but I'm
1: sure. Wow. Yeah. Did he make it or did his dad make it? I'm confused. Uh, he made it.
2: We lost oh, a dork. true visionary that day.
0: Yeah. A true he, <laughs> says that he was skilled with his hands just like his father. And then he points out that the bottle she drank out of had the sticker on it. Which is impossible for her to have bought from a vending machine as they changed them all out at 12 o'clock. So that proof that she did it so she then admits to the murder and says that she thought she'd be killed otherwise she says that a week prior she was pushed down the stairs by him and that he glared at her as if he was going to kill her for talking to the police she then says i thought i had to kill him before i was killed myself mori says that it's true the guy had been planning to kill her and he tells uh meguri to examine the bag on the ground It was hidden by a streetlight that had just been painted and contained a glass cutter, a knife, and some rope, and some other utensils. Uh, He had planned to murder her that night. Kagura says that while her actions don't fall under self-defense, the extenuating circumstances will be taken into account. And that he pleads with her to please hold on to her dream of opening her own shop (laughs) as she repays her debts to society, as her life is still ahead of her. And she says, thank you to for, like, kind of ruining her life by exposing her about this talking thing.
1: And uh, the episode ends. This is, like, the worst way to handle this situation, right? Like, I know it's because the format of the show and because Conan's in, like, a particular circumstance himself. So, like, this is the only way he can do it. But, like, you'd imagine if this was happening, like, the detective would, like, tell... Megary, he'd pull him aside and then he'd have like a private conversation with this girl and like explain that like uh, we we have all the information and like you should just confess and like handle it very privately and sensitively instead of like making this big old show. Just like, yeah, that's not pose. ideal.
0: Definitely.
2: Well, especially because Megary didn't have any of the evidence, right? It was Conan that brought in the bag with all the tools and stuff, so. Kind of would have been awkward like, right. for Conan to bring her aside and say, okay, look, I, I know you did it, do I know why you did it.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, the ethical complications oh, here. Oh, certainly. We certainly. gotta be thinking. <laughs> well, are there any complications? Because she still didn't murder a guy. Like, you feel bad for her, but I, I feel like a detective would have to show the proof of the crime, even if they're... They feel bad about why it happened i don't think you can just like not expose a murder i wonder if
1: i feel like she'd be able to get off without any murder charges
0: because no it was premeditated though i feel like you're still kind of fucked there
2: yeah but but because of the circumstances i think she's gonna get a lighter sentence right that's yeah
0: yeah for sure but
1: watch her not because it's japan
2: yeah who knows that's Here's true. What happened to her. I'm just saying. That's
1: true.
2: <laughs> she's still in jail dreaming yeah, of her shit. We're shot. not going
1: to get a follow-up. She's just sitting there thinking, man, in 60 years
0: I'll get out of here. Well, imagine the respect she's getting after a cop in a body, you know. She has that murder charge on her. I bet no girls are messing with her at the precinct. Probably not. Ah, no. Nah, there's, like, tons of
1: lady murderers. This whole show is filled with oh yeah followers. that's
0: true so that, that's probably the only people in the jail system right now <laughs>
1: she's like the chillest one in jail,
0: yeah it is interesting because like we rarely well they usually justify like their actions and give a reason for it we don't really use that usually have a villain that we feel bad for and that like actually seem sort of justified although that like you'd side with yeah although Conan's always been pretty straight with his belief that nobody can justify you know killing another person so obviously he still like he says here he says that she has a debt to society to repay here so he doesn't subscribe to this belief but i think it's easier for us to be like yeah she was not really in the wrong here she was it was like a preemptive self-defense but it was still self-defense in a sort of way even if it wouldn't work as a uh like a law defense so, like, you do feel bad for her. What do you think, Colleen, um, as a as a fellow woman of your... Uh, <laughs> as a fellow woman? Yeah, she, was she, like, slightly, like, less guilty, in quotes? Uh,
2: it It is an interesting scenario. I mean, it kind of played on the... Almost like a minority report kind of thing, and taking the law in your own hands, which, as we know from movies, never is the right way to do things. Um, but then again... Like, I under- I guess I understand where she's coming from. Like, that fear just pushed her to those dark places where she just had to get rid of this guy. But you know, the more the preferred option might have been to actually, you know, get the police to guard her 24-7 or something like that. But Who knows?
1: I would have done it. You
2: would have killed the guy?
1: <laughs> I would have murdered that bitch, yeah. Damn. He's coming for me? nah he's getting poisoned his dumb ass thinking like oh i lick this bottle up mm. nah you dumb ass get the shit i out did here.
2: think that she was really smart in sort of using the victim and there are cases like this yeah
1: where, she played his ass yeah
2: totally like when the culprit knows <sighs> the victim's patterns and like habits then they use that against them the, those cases are always really intriguing to me because it Shows you how much you have to know somebody <clears throat> to be able to pull off, like, almost a um, personalized or kind of targeted approach to how you go about killing them.
1: And yeah, not just beating their head with right. a rock.
2: Oh, foreshadowing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking dummies.
0: <laughs> just saying. So, we get a new ending song here, which is uh, kimi ga and i natsu by the band Dean. Which is D-E-E-N in all caps. So, uh, Dean. Yeah, shout out to fucking Dean. Dean. <laughs> let, me, let me find out some more about Dean. <laughs> uh, it's a Yo, Japanese J-pop Dean. band that formed in 1993 after WANZ. Uh, Yusogi Show and Oda Kanako searched for a singer to sing for a commercial. Uh, they then formed the band Dean. So That's such a Dean. lame origin story. Wow. I know. <laughs> What can we got commercial a commercial work? you want to sing for us? <laughs> We're Dean now. <laughs> We're Dean. Um, so this is a lot uh, slower paced than the last... Wow, well, I think it was. I don't know. It's, I, I feel like it's less upbeat anyhow. Um, I liked the ending song just because uh, I thought it went well with the somber ending that we just had. You know, this woman going to jail after kind of just protecting her own life. Had, there's some nice imagery of like ron with her fucking picnic straw hat on and just standing in a grassy field you get to see shinichi and conan kind of superimposed upon each other i thought this was a nice uh ending song
2: not to be a debbie downer but i found that what about it <laughs> no everything was fine like i was in field and all that um but i found shinichi like the way he's drawn really distracting because was super skinny like
1: He's hot, right?
2: Uh, oh. well, normally he would be, but in this...
1: <laughs> well, normally...
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a Shinichi girl through and through, but in this, like, his neck was oh, yeah, super respect. thin, and it was, it was just off the... the I don't know it, what stu- like what other animators did it. I
1: respect your opinion so much more now, knowing that, like, yeah, Shinichi's normally hot, but they <laughs> fucked him up here. <laughs> 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 I just love it because like he transforms into Conan at the end, and it feels really like dissatisfying from Ron's perspective. But
0: yeah, (laughs) but life is about the dissatisfaction. If I've learned anything in my twenty-seven years of existence,
2: say that. I mean, you're allowed to say
0: Uh, that. What would you guys think of the song? He's right.
1: Tyler's right. I feel like I don't even remember the other one because I was only on one episode. (laughs) We had it so. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was a new one, and it was pretty cool, and now it's gone. <laughs> I like this one though,
2: yeah, it's okay i mean i there are more there are others that I like more, but i I have no problem with this one.
0: yeah, oh, this isn't again. like super memorable or anything uh I found some English translated lyrics of it, which i'll I'll read I'm looking to sing um I look around and you're still gone. It's been such a long time If there's stolen moments leads me to the happiness I find. I will move on to that dream that we shared. Even though you are gone, my love, I still know. I'll miss these summer's days without you. When the wind blows, I hear your voice everywhere. I see your face. These summer days won't be the same without you. Your eyes, your touch, you mean so much. Please hear me when I say, I love you, I need you. Please come on home to me this summer day.
2: Was Helga part of this band?
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, there's like a flare for the dramatic there. Fucking
1: Dean, man. I'm watching the music video. It's sick. Damn. Man, Is I it wish was a video in the video? podcast sometimes. Nah. Oh, no. But it's like a guy singing in like you know how in, like, the 90s, every music video had, like, uh, a bright light coming from a window with window shades yes. over it? <laughs> we got this situation going on here.
0: Respect to Dean, man. After it ends, we see Koger drinking another guts. Man, I like how murder still has not made him drop the habit of drinking guts Man, <laughs> And he says that the case really makes him think about stalkers. He says it's difficult to acquire really proof. And that the police can't really take action. When stalkers finally realize that their victims won't accept their feelings, they become dangerous. Ron then says that she has to be careful, and Koguro starts laughing heartily. Nobody would go crazy over a tomboy like you, he says. This angers her, and she then slices his bottle in half. And it uh, kind of goes, it's best not to make an enemy of her. So this, this is a fun little scene to end this on a lighthearted note after a kind of heavy case.
2: That bottle slicing was epic.
1: Yeah, I wish the show was about stuff like that.
0: Next Conan's kind of hint, Home Run. Uh, we then get some Japanese pun that there's like 15 sentences to read up top by the translators, and I was not having it. So I don't know what that was about.
2: It had something to do with uh, <laughs> the number of siblings, I think.
0: Ah, uh, so. A little foreshadowing because we have triplets here. So, this moves to episode 72, The Triplets Country Home Murder Case. This originally aired August 18th, 1997. So, uh, Kyle. Yes. So, the episode we just watched, A Stalker's Murder Case, do you think that's an anime original or a manga adaptation? I'm
1: going to say anime original. You are correct. Final answer. Yeah, it's because so. the freaking detective boys were in it. <laughs> I bring that
0: up. <laughs> that's because how I knew. Because this next case is very similar to the Three Hoda Siblings murder case, which was an anime original. That was way back in episode 44 of the po- of the show. Uh, do you remember that anyhow? Uh, hard no. <laughs> it's where everybody hated their father. But there is two dudes and a, a sister uh, for that case. But, uh... See, it's kind of weird feel because like there's
1: so many episodes where people don't look their dad.
0: Yeah. So the thing here is that the anime original was clearly like took inspiration from this case, which was sure. already out as a manga, but it gets adapted so far later than the uh, that anime original. So it kind of looks almost like that's ripping off the anime original, even though it's the other way sure. around. So I just wanted to note that just in case any fans were like, okay.
2: In case they thought that Goshoyama was ripping off whoever wrote the anime original.
0: Yeah, or just She's reusing still hack, ideas. Although he's still I feel hack. like the only idea that he really reuses is that the woman did it for every crime. <laughs> I feel like there's just some things that he's got
1: underneath that he needs to talk about.
0: Conan opens the case by saying, Today's case happens during a summer night. I'm going to crush the murderer's dreams. Lol. And, uh, somebody put LOL here
2: i thought
0: that was you is that you calling no oh is <laughs> was, that, was that kyle yeah okay i thought it was funny <laughs> i didn't think you would read it on the air but <laughs> uh, the episode begins with sonico and ron in swimsuits very nice as they are taking a trip to the beach uh then what'd you think kyle because we, we, we often get the female perspective and we know that Shinichi's normally hot, but what do you think about uh Sonico and Ron in these swimsuits?
1: I thought it was very funny whenever Ron had, or what is it? No, Sonico uh reveals that she bought the that Ron's swimsuit was bought for Shinichi. Yeah and so that's when like little Conan's like, Maybe I'll go give it a look and like paddles on over. It's very funny.
2: Especially because in the previous yeah. episode he was uh poo-pooing on Mitsuhiko and Genta being lecherous. I'm just like, um, excuse
1: That's me? That's true. Yeah, Conan's yeah, just the as bad. Only
0: dif- yeah, the only difference is that he's looking for more developed women, which is good in his case, because it'd be creepy otherwise. Yeah, that'd be bad. Uh, Sonico says, it's a shame that these two beautiful girls like us are wasted on Conan, the only male here. And uh, Ron says, of course they are, as they're on a private beach at Sonico's summer mansion. Sonica then says that the plan was to get a tan and then find a handsome guy over the summer break. Ron winds up chastising her for always talking about boys, and Sonica says that it must be nice to already have a husband, and that's when she reveals that Ron bought the uh swimsuit for Shinichi kind of then starts checking out Ron out and she he's like, "Man, she bought that for me as uh we get some close- ups on her cleavage there horny little fucker man.
1: The animation really bothered me.
0: Why? You didn't like Ron's Baywatch there this, moment?
1: There was this one shot where it was just like real close in on her fucking crotch. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt really uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Well, Ron, well he was looking. It's just giving us Kenan's view. Maybe that's the problem. I don't know. I watched like enough anime to where like this wasn't even like, ni- like this was like barely horny. <laughs> like, <laughs> I watched fair. this. Yeah. I watched In this terms of called, anime standards. We never learn, and it's all these high school students, and like every other week, one of them's getting like barely like clothed or like seen almost naked, and they're clearly underage. It, I, I mean, is I guess maybe, maybe they're like 17 or something for... Uh, it's what, not so illegal. Legal ju- yeah, it's not illegal, but it's still like, <laughs> this is a little too sexual for what it should be, but uh yeah, so this wasn't even weird for me, but For the record, we never learn fun anime. Um, I've been watching that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Conan, like you said earlier, Kyle, he goes, Well, since she went through all that trouble, I guess I should take a closer look. So he he starts paddling near her. That's such a good scene. We then meet Yuzu, who is Sonika's sister's fiancé. He jokingly says that it must be nice to be so young, and then says that maybe he got engaged too early. Sonico then introduces him and reveals that he's the third son of the Tomizawa Corporation president. The two companies have always been friendly, and their summer houses are actually right next to each other. Uh, she reveals that him and her sister met at a party that the Suzuki family hosted, and that it was love at first sight. He then says that he's going to introduce her to his dad and that his brothers will all be here this weekend. He then calls his dad, but he gets the answering machine. He finds this odd, as he should have been there at 3 o'clock. Sonoko gets anxious, and she runs off of the beach because she says that they should get dressed, as uh, they should greet him properly when he arrives. However, when they go inside her house, they find out that his father's already is there, and he's talking to Sonico's sister. I was thinking of getting some homemade food from your future wife tonight, he says. It then cuts to the father enjoying a baseball game, and he mentions being a big fan of the switch hitter Koguri. However, the broadcast gets interrupted for a five-minute news break at nine o'clock, as there's a typhoon hitting Okinawa. We then learn that the game was delayed earlier due to rain, and that's when he tells his son that he's a very lucky guy to have such a lovely wife to be. He then says that he's much better than his other sons. He complains about his eldest son, Taichi, who doesn't want to take the family business up because he wants to write novels. What a dork. And then uh, Tatsuji joined their corporation, but he got involved with some woman that's, I guess, some normie and not uh, part of a famous wealthy family. So he's mad about that, too. Bunch of losers. Yeah, fucking nerds. Yuzu then stands up for his brothers and his father chides him for always drawing those useless pictures because he's an illustrator. So, uh, what was your initial thoughts, Kyle, on both Yuzu and then, uh, his father?
1: I thought his dad was a total alpha. Totally cool. Yeah. Same. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know any of the other words. He's a Chad. Is that one of them? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, his kids, they suck, Can't be into art. They're lame. Can't be into art. That's lame. Oh, the, the fuck? Okay, so the guy who's getting married, this was the part that killed me. Whenever he introduced himself to everybody, right? Whenever he showed up and Sonica was, like, introducing him again, saying that he's getting married to Sonica's sister. Who the hell comes up on, like, your sister-in-law and it's just like damn maybe I shouldn't
0: be marrying your sister because he's joking like, why would you he's joking I don't think that's a good joke to make at all. <laughs> I don't know I had no problem with that
1: but what but would if you were the sister and
0: and you heard that I'm just saying well S- Sonica knew it was a joke and she was like oh maybe I'll tell my sis about that maybe they're too too chill maybe they're too chill
1: there's a conspiracy
0: he, going on here. He seems like a cool dude, uh, Colleen. What do you think about these new characters?
2: Um, yeah, I didn't. Well, I guess what I liked about it is that they're actually reoccurring characters because I think we've seen Ayako before and Yuzo's. I think in a episode like way off into the future. Yeah. Wasn't Ayako in um what was that the the cabin murder one?
0: Yeah, the guy. Remember the fat guy that was actually skinny. He had, he had a her that woman's decapitated head in his tummy. Oh yeah, in <laughs> his tummy.
2: Yeah, it's also kind of neat to see, um, like the, I don't know what to call them, the elite, the high society people, because uh, a lot of things that happen in the series that happen around like the Suz. What's Sonico's last name? Suzuki in corporations yeah, so it's kind of neat to see like the other kind of corporations around
0: yeah, it is a neat world building
2: yeah
1: they also
0: have a lot of fucking houses like they've got that huge cabin in the woods they've got this summer beach home
2: yeah i read somewhere in in the mansion that uh without sonico like conan and crew would never leave Baker street basically Sonic was always the one that's sort of like <laughs> shipping them off to a cabin in the Damn. woods or
0: whatnot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. No one would ever be saved. Yuzu gets, or, or alternatively, Kyle, nobody would get killed because Conan's just the bringer of death. It's true. It is mostly on him. Yuzu gets upset, and he decides to go to his studio to work on some illustrations. His father calls him stubborn and says that he'd gladly give him a job at his corporation. After he leaves, the Falcons win in every time during the 11th inning. He then says it is late and says that he'll come back tomorrow with his sons. The clock then strikes 1130 and there's a blackout. They then see a huge lightning strike and they see a man outside their house with a rock. It looks like Yuzu, but his face is covered. He then runs off and gets away from them. And that's when they find the father dead outside with his watch stolen. So yeah, he just fucking bashed him with a rock, which is pretty cool. It is brutal.
2: We mentioned this off air, but this is the moment where Sanko's sister opened her eyes, right? Like, that's what got her to open her eyes.
1: <laughs> yeah, the one and only time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's an important moment. What is up with her eyes never opening? I don't know. She's yeah, like Brock. I was
2: about to say, it's the Brock syndrome.
0: It's an odd way to look i'm not a fan just to close your eyes all the time yeah like open your eyes girl you're getting married, <laughs> you're getting married.
2: maybe that's why
0: maybe that's why <laughs> but like what's it supposed to like represent why does she never open her eyes i don't think it's supposed to represent anyone. i don't know i feel like there has we to should be ask go show Yoyama. But, you know, like, every it. other character has their eyes, open. She's like, the, it's not like this is a common thing throughout canon. Brock is the only one in Pokemon with his eyes closed. Well, there's also Pokemon.
2: Yeah, the, like, the, the ones that <laughs> are <Pokemon>? asleep. <laughs> like, Snorlax?
0: Yeah, like Snorlax. <laughs> say, <laughs> Sonico? Well, is she sleepy? Is that what it's supposed to say?
2: I have a theory, but I don't want to sound racist or anything.
1: Oh, those are going to be good. <laughs>
0: All right, just type <laughs> your theory in, and I, because I have no problem sounding racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <to>
2: <laughs> take, okay, so
0: Are you saying it's just, like, you know, Japanese people have the smaller eyes? Is that what you're going for? Yeah,
2: so how some Asian people have wider eyes and some narrower. Like, I feel like maybe that's what it's meant to represent, that she just happens to have squintier eyes, I suppose. And then, when something shocks okay. her, she opens them wide. So it kind of just looks like she's opening yeah. her eyes and has them closed for most
0: Maybe of the time. Maybe she just has, like, lazy eyelids.
2: Is that attractive? I
0: don't
1: know. Lazy yeah. eyelids? <laughs> Probably not.
2: <laughs> well, it does it for Yuzu. What's
1: a lazy eyelid?
2: It's like one where like they, one hangs over the eyeball. Like, I've never seen a double one, but.
1: Oh, okay. I was confused. I was thinking about lazy eyes. Uh, isn't like, that the same? Okay, you know, maybe. They, they don't align. But a lazy eye, I, it makes sense now. It makes sense.
0: Fast forward to the next morning and we learn that Yuzu is the primary murder suspect from Sango Yokomizo, so he returns once again. He then arri- uh, Yuzu then arrives and he asks why the police are there. And then they're like, uh, dude, because you killed your dad. <laughs> That was a very funny moment. <laughs> what? <laughs> what dad? You also dead? like not even really sh- Yeah, he's like oddly not really shocked that his dad's dead more that like they're accusing him of it. It's it's almost yeah. like he's like, "Well, yeah, somebody would off my dad, but I didn't do it."
1: Like, "Whoa, whoa. My dad might be dead, but that wasn't Yeah, me.
0: The- they show like zero grief here.
1: I mean, he seems like a shitty dad.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not just him. The other
2: that. brothers are the same way
1: yeah (laughs) right yeah they're all super chill
0: (laughs) his other brothers Tatsuji and Taichi arrive and that's when we learn that they both have huge eyebrows
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think that was a similar. did they actually say that? they're like you guys have huge eyebrows
0: (laughs) no I'm just but that's that's all they really saw when they saw the murderer they were like oh it's this big caterpillar eyebrows he must have did it but turns out That All three of the brothers have near-identical facial features beyond some, like, uh, facial hair differences. But they couldn't see their facial hair. All they saw were the eyebrows and their jawline. So, uh, they don't know who murdered them now. Tatsu- (laughs) Ooh, where's Kyle? (laughs) Tatsuji explains that he was in Okinawa last night on a business trip and that he just arrived via a flight three hours ago. He remarks that that the last flight out to Okinawa was at 8 p.m., and he couldn't have been here at the time of the murder. They then listen to the answering machine. First is Yuzu's message, and then we hear Tai Chi congratulate his dad on the Falcon's win. He says, Kogure's hit in the sixth inning made all the difference, huh? He pulled the ball into the right field stands for a home run. He's quite a batter. I thought this was really suspicious, um, but not for the reason the why it actually wound up being suspicious later. I thought it was odd that he'd mention something from the sixth inning when the game went to overtime and ended in the eleventh, because normally you'd think you'd bring up what happened in the eleventh to make the win, not something that happened in the sixth inning. So I thought that was weird, but this wound up not, not being the issue here. I was incorrect, but I thought that was more odd than a. Uh, him saying that he pulled the ball. I love that you caught that. Oh, <laughs> well, it just seemed odd. Like people don't talk about something that happened. Like the you, people usually talk about the last thing that happened. Like if there's a fight and there's a huge knockout at the end, people aren't going to be talking about oh what was happening in the second round of the fight. They're going to talk about the knockout. So if somebody had a hit an RBI at the you know the final ending to win, you'd be talking about that. Or if there's an error. Something like that. So it just that that just seemed odd to me as a sports fan, but uh, it was because I was like so smug, I, because I really thought I figured it out, and then nope. Oh, <laughs> poor Tyler. Just well,
2: kind of help out because it shows that he wasn't actually watching the game.
0: Yeah, uh, we learned that the message was left at eleven thirty four, right after the murder, since the game ended at eleven twenty five and was only on satellite. There's no way he could have known the result without watching it. This once again casts suspicion on Yuzu. He then says that a colleague of his called and woke him up just after 11.30 as he was taking a nap at the studio. An officer then confirms something that Yokomizo had him check, and it's revealed that the plane Tatsuji said he was on actually landed just 30 minutes ago. It was delayed due to the typhoon. He then reveals that he was actually in Tokyo last night as he secretly went to his fiance's place. He had heard that she was sick and rushed to visit her, but he was afraid his father would find out that he skipped work to be with her, so he had someone fill his spot on the plane and rush to Okinawa.
2: Okay, can we talk about this for a second? Because...
0: God, this was weird.
2: I didn't understand <laughs> why he uh, lied about his alibi. Like, if he had one... Especially anyway, to the police. Yeah. Like, I get it if he didn't want to tell his dad, but, like, the dad's dead, so... His dad's dead! So might as well just say, (laughs) I was with my girlfriend last night. Not, oh, I was in Okinawa.
0: Yeah, this was
1: completely unnecessary. Yeah, I feel like they were going out of their way to make everybody seem
0: suspicious. Yeah, almost. Yeah, I...
2: Because that was kind of... I did
0: not understand this, dude.
2: Yeah, that's what made me suspicious of him throughout the entire episode. Because he was also kind of a jerk. I mean, he didn't really care if the youngest brother was being um, accused. He's just like, well, I'm in the clear.
1: <laughs> They're also yeah. fucked.
0: fucked. Uh, he says his girlfriend Hiromi can vouch for him and that he saw the end of the game as there was no radio or television broadcast for sport news until after midnight. Conan asks them both if they are friends of Kogari and he says that He's the only player that could have hit a home run the opposite way. Yoko Mizo then questions Taichi on the hit as he said that he had pulled the hit, which means bring it in towards you. Taichi admits that he didn't watch the game and that he actually heard about it on the radio while he was playing Pachinko. He says that one station in Osaka broadcasted it over the radio. The police confirm the broadcast and Conan is left to figure out which brother is lying. You also can't figure out why the murderer stole the watch. So, uh, Colleen, you mentioned you were trying to figure this out. So did you not remember, like, who specifically did it while you were rewatching? No,
2: I didn't actually remember this case, uh, which is kind of yeah. weird. It, it, does, it is, like, one of those um, ones where it actually happens to characters that do come back, like I mentioned before. So I was just like, I don't remember this yuzu guy at all and who did it so yeah i was uh intrigued to find out which brother it was
0: yeah i knew it wasn't the fiance, obviously right, but right. i couldn't remember which brother it was so i was definitely like i was fully engaged with this episode trying to figure it out um and trying to come up with my own theories uh kyle did it, either one of the brothers seem most suspicious to you
1: I thought the asshole more over than anyone just because of his attitude, but besides from that, everyone seemed suspicious in a different way. I was very confused.
0: The police then mention the 10-minute blackout that occurred, and that's when Kenan figures out the hole in one of their alibis. Conan has figured out the culprit. He has Yoko Mizo gather all three brothers and the witnesses. Conan then decides to knock out Sonico, but Ron spots him and asks what's up with his watch. He says that it's a toy that Agasa gave him, that a silver bead pops out if you press the button. He then runs behind the door and hits Sonico with his dart. She then awkwardly falls over. And Ron's like, are you okay? Um, and that's when she announces that the great detective Sonico, the mystery queen, has solved the case. I don't think she's as grand with her uh, deductions as she becomes later on.
2: No, but I do like when Conan uses Sonico. Uh, it's always fun. I so,
0: love it when he uses sorry. her.
2: That didn't come out right, but you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like it because like her and Koguro both have that hubris that he can use to where, yeah, they'll take credit for anything. Yeah, and
2: they won't really dig down deeper to be like, hmm, what actually happened to me during that half hour? Like They're just like, I don't care. I've solved the case. I'm so smart. Look at me.
0: Yeah, and she definitely lets it get to her head, too, which I love. Yeah,
2: for sure. The uh, the manga, though, is a little different. I don't know if, uh, if you remember, Tyler, but uh, Conan actually fails on his second attempt to tranquilize Sonico as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I... Okay. I After the case was done, I still didn't really understand what was happening, so I actually went to the source material for once. I read the manga, and... Um, this part, I feel like it was a missed opportunity, like they should have kept this little scene in. It was really cute because, so, um, Conan tries to tranquilize her again, but Ron stops him, and then he's like, okay, screw it, I'll just try and, you know, help help them figure out the case. So he's giving them hints, but the hints are actually counterintuitive because they're like, huh, maybe Yuzu did do it after all. And he's just like, oh, never mind then. (laughs) So he tries a third time and actually gets Sonico the third time. Just thought I'd add that in there.
0: That's fun. Yeah, Yeah. I get why they cut it out for like just so much time in an episode. Yeah. That would have been a good bit though. Yeah, that's very fun. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. So we appreciate your research.
1: Man, we need Justin so we could have a, a regular manga aficionado on board.
2: Well, there was also a little clip that was cut out from uh, the last episode, the Night Baron case, but I kind of understand why that one was cut out, because uh, Kogoro... What was cut out? So Kogoro, in his drunken stupor, flirts with Ron.
0: Oh my god. Oh, Jesus.
2: Because he mistakes her for that really? other woman, the the one in the revealing dress, the busting oh, woman. Yeah. So there's like this oh, wow. panel where Kogoro's kind of hugging Ron's chest, and he says that woman's name, and I I don't know what happened after. I guess Ron like, beat him up, but yeah. They're like, I guess we'll take this out. God.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I'm glad they took that out. Don't grope your daughter. Yeah. Bad.
2: Bad Kogoro.
0: Sonica accuses Taichi as being the murderer, and she says that it's against the law for pachinko parlors to be open past 11 p.m. He then says that he must have heard the end of the game in a taxi instead. Sonica then explains how he left a message at the time of the crime uh, by using the power blackout. She says that even during a power outage, calls can still connect, um, but there wouldn't have been power for the uh, answering machine. She says that he had set the phone's time forward and recorded the message. He then set the clock back to normal, uh, which is when he murdered his father. Uh, She says that he was listening to a transmitter the whole time and knew when he was coming back. However, the transmitter wasn't planted inside the Suzuki house, but rather on the watch that was stolen back. We learn that he also broke the satellite receiver in their house to make sure that he would watch the game at Sonico's. Taichi says that there's no proof that he tampered with the answering machine and that the clock matches the time. She tells him... I like this scene. She just tells him to shut up. (laughs) And that the uh, tampered answering machine uh, and the message he left to create an alibi or enough evidence. And then he's like, okay, I admit it. (laughs) Like, she doesn't give any additional info here, which left me so confused. But uh, we did... um, Before the podcast started, me and Colleen were talking that apparently it's more clear in the manga. Uh, Do you want to explain it, Colleen?
2: Yeah, so I had the same reaction. I was like, okay, why is that all of a sudden some great piece of evidence? The way I understood it was, well, at first I didn't even know where they were located. Like, it took me to read the manga to realize, oh, they're actually at the dead guy's house. They're not at Sonicos house. But anyways, that's besides the point. The trick here was that the guy, um, the guy who did it, the oldest brother, uh, recorded his message at an earlier time but he set the answering machine at the time that he wanted it to be played so let's say like it was 10 o'clock but he when he recorded the message but he set the answering machine to whatever eleven thirty four. it got time stamped at that point and then he returned it to its normal time so that the clock would just continue as normal so Hence, why there is an answering There's a message on the answering machine, even though the blackout occurred, because he wouldn't have been able to leave that message if he had actually recorded yeah. it at the time that it was timestamped. Does that make uh, sense?
1: I think I Kay. follow. <laughs> yeah. So the blackout's
0: integral. Yeah. Yep. So the blackout wound up screwing him over uh so he he admits to the crime
1: he admits it very chill by the way he's like so chill by the time we get there
0: yeah and uh yuzu like yuzu starts defending him and he's like oh my brother could have done this he has no reason to kill dad and he's like uh yeah actually i'm kind of a piece of shit." <laughs> he's yeah like, this was really, really nice how he just yeah
1: lays it all out there like actually i was gonna pin you dude
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah i wanted your I was inheritance use you as the murder <laughs> like i sort yeah. of yeah he's
2: obviously the nicest of these three triplets like he's definitely
0: yeah, the one sure. you want to
1: marry baby, right
0: yeah he, um he tai chi reveals that he went to his father to ask for more money but that's when he learned that his father had been using his industry connections to keep publishers from printing his stories As he wanted him to quit being a writer and uh, join the company. That's why he killed him. Uh, He wanted his inheritance so he could keep writing. Uh, He then gave him the watch as a present. And he originally wanted to blame Yuzu to get a bigger portion of the will. And then he says, but it seems that I wrote a bad mystery. I never thought there would be a blackout. They say that truth is stranger than fiction. Perhaps I had no talent as a novelist to begin with. So he has our That's uh, right, you bitch. Our little, like, poetic scene to end it, rather than Conan.
1: I wish Conan could have just dragged him and be like, "Yeah, you'll never be like Shinichi's <laughs> uh, dad.
2: <laughs> that would have been perfect. Get out of here. <laughs> My dad's a best-selling novelist. What about you, chump?
1: <laughs> you ever heard of the Night Baron? Yeah, bud. Get out of here. <laughs>
0: Damn, fucking owned. Fucking whack. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> after the ending song, when we see that... <laughs> hitters don't miss, man. Uh, after the ending song, we see Sonico out out of it in the car with Ron and Conan. She's just kind of staring at her arm, and Conan's kind of worried that uh, she might know that she was hit with a tranquilizer dart. She then says that she's failed, and Ron compliments her on her deduction. And that's when Sonico cries out that her arm is as white as chalk and that she won't get any boys now that she isn't tanned. She suggests going to a tanning salon and is surprised when she's told that she has to give testimony to the police. Fun little ending where we thought maybe Sonica was catching on, but she's just self-absorbed and thinking about her looks as always. But uh, she's a fun character. I really like Sonica.
2: Yeah, so do I. Even though she's like a bit on the superficial, materialistic side, she does have... A heart of gold underneath it all and she just she just wants to be loved
1: i feel bad for her, how much i hated her in the beginning
0: yeah i know she's like my favorite girl out of all of them. i love like my dream girl is completely superficial
2: <laughs> and rich
0: <laughs> yeah my dream relationship <laughs> is with a completely superficial completely rich woman yes
2: has your impression of her improved kyle
1: Oh, for sure. I feel like since we've seen more of her, because what the her debut was in an anime original, right? Yeah, the, Valentine's, the Valentine's Day murder case, right? And I felt like that was just playing up the the superficial bullshit aspect of her. So I think being able to see her as she originally was intended to be really made me feel like, oh, okay, I I got a bad interpretation of her originally.
0: So, so this is one case where that hack Gosho Oyama, had it better than the anime staff. The only one. The only one. (laughs) We then get the next Conan's hint, which is the Movement of the Tides. And uh, they reveal that next time is a Detective Boys episode, Conan says. And then each Detective Boy starts uh, introducing themselves. They say, I'm Ayumi. I'm Ginta. I'm fucking fat. (laughs) And then uh, this deep-voiced man says, I'm Mitsuhiko. And they're like, nah, nah, that's not you. So, Did you guys get the joke? Detective Boys are back, Kyle. No, wait. What's the joke? Not what's the joke? I
2: didn't get it either. <laughs> like, why is Mitsuhiko? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought there was like some
0: Japanese pun that you picked up on because you know every language.
2: <laughs> no, I just didn't know why Mitsuhiko's voice was some some deep voice man.
0: Know. It's all it's all kind of like just random irreverent humor. Uh, yeah, so Did you ask
1: me something, Tyler? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I thought
0: mind. these were uh, both pretty fun episodes today. I liked this case a lot. Um, I thought the first case was fun and a very different thing where uh, the thing I liked about the Stalker case in particular was that it wasn't one of the like generic oh, we have three suspects. You know, it was a very narrow cast of characters there where we're, we always knew right. like she had probably done it, so I liked that, and then I thought this was a really fun case uh we'll We'll see Sonica's sister's fiance again, Yuzu, in the future, so we're gonna have another slightly reoccurring character even if he's not there often um yeah, I, I thought both episodes were pretty solid uh Kyle, what do you think of this episode?
1: Uh, I like this episode. I didn't like it as much as the first one, to be honest. I thought the first one was a little bit more interesting, uh, a little bit more fresh i guess compared to what we normally get out of conan but i really like the setup and the premise for this one where we had just triplets and we had to figure out which one it was and the only visual context clues we had from like the the crime aspect of it was that oh his eyes looked like it was a certain guy and then the surprise oh he's got two two other brothers
0: yeah and uh the manga actually just had a case with three brothers in it um but right. we'll probably get to that, like, fucking 15 years from now. Because it's, like, <laughs> manga case, like, 10,020. But, uh, yeah, they just had one that was about three sure. brothers, which was interesting. It was interesting because none of the brothers knew what each of them looked like. Or, actually, it was four Whoa. brothers. Um, because they had all been, uh, like, separated at like as kids. And they hadn't seen each other in forever. So that was interesting. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Colleen, what it's do like you think Mark about Mark Wahlberg this?
1: movie?
0: Yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's just like Mark Wahlberg. Four brothers. Does anyone <laughs> know what I'm talking about? No. Isn't Andre Three Thousand right. in that, or is that a different movie? Yeah, he is. Okay, yeah, Shut <laughs> yeah, on, he's yeah. one of the other brothers.
1: <laughs> and like, somebody kills their mom. Damn, it's wild. It's wild.
0: How does wild. How does Andre Three Thousand and Mark Wahlberg have the same mother? You gotta watch the movie to find out, man. Right. I did see that movie, like, years ago, but I do not remember much beyond Andre. Because they're not actually yet.
1: brothers. Right? Because, like, <laughs> the lady just uh, takes care of them.
0: Okay. Yeah. But
1: then she gets yeah, fucking okay. killed.
0: Uh, I'll have to read the Wikipedia summary again. It's this- <laughs> <That's laughs> like <laughs> twins. Yep. That's how I enjoy cinema. Yeah, it's just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold
2: Schwarzenegger yeah. or Danny DeVito. <laughs>
0: Man, the only reason that film could have been better if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Gary Coleman.
2: I thought they were joking about doing like a a sequel to it called Triplets and having someone like Gary Coleman or, uh, I don't know, some other person who was obviously not related to them.
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: I'm up for casting, so
0: hit me. <laughs> So what do you think about this episode, Colleen?
2: Yeah, I, um, (laughs) to be honest, I found it a little confusing. Like, usually I have a pretty good, uh, like, I I have a pretty good sense of what's going on. And in this one, I just thought that there was too much that I didn't understand. So I actually rewatched it. Uh, like, parts of it, I went back to the wiki, read that, and then my final stop was the manga. So, thankfully, I got all my answers from there, but, uh, I had some trouble following along, uh, I'll have to admit.
0: Yeah, and I definitely think it's an issue with the anime adaptation, because I didn't have that same confusion reading the manga, and I felt like they explained things better there. Um, and it could even be just a, a fan sub issue, obviously, um... Since, you know, we're just reading translated subtitles, so maybe it was clearer yeah. in the if you know Japanese. But um uh, yeah, it on wasn't it. the clearest way. Well, That's Are good. you really?
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. Jesus Christ. Um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you justify all your like Conan marathons? You're like, oh, I'm, I'm studying. Japanese. I'm studying. I mean,
2: well, that's that's yeah. how I justify my K drama watching. So. Yeah, probably. I would. I justify oh. anime watching that way too. Um, I would have.
1: Wait, what K like dramas? do you Oh,
2: w- there's been a lot. We can take that offline, Kyle. Okay. I mean, okay. I can start listing them <laughs> off, but I don't think anyone wants to hear that.
1: This is very funny.
2: Um, so it's funny that you mentioned like the fourth brother because I thought that that might have been the, the hook here that. It was actually a fourth, like they're actually quadruplets.
1: Oh. <laughs> but
2: that never happened. Um, so I I really I, I enjoyed the case once I understood what was going on i I kind of found it amusing how Conan knew all these things about uh, how answering machines work and uh, Pachinko that it's only open till 11 pm things like that. Uh, but he didn't know how to understand the psychology of a stalker that the stalker would actually take a bottle that their <laughs> uh i don't know their prey was drinking from so it, it's kind of interesting to see conan's experience and knowledge come into play in the cases because he he's a pretty smart guy like he knows about things that are happen that happen in normal everyday life yeah. yeah
0: that's a really good point i think it kind of also explains that he's a bit socially inept in like a few regards and yeah that's kind of why like in like a a real life situation he wouldn't understand why somebody would be so weird to want to drink uh a girl's backwash but uh i as a man of culture and a man of the people fully understand that not that i would do it though man of the people
2: (laughs) sorry i i really hope that one of us like kyle or i would be able to say something to that but we're just like hmm okay (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> um i will say one more thing about the pachinko thing though i th- maybe conan knew about that because of Kogro. so for once Kogro actually helped conan out oh Kogro does play pachinko right
0: yeah he that's is right, a I degenerate think. gambler
2: yes that's right
0: do you think
1: do you think they play the the metal gear solid 3 one well, not yet, because it's 1997. Okay, but like in the last season, do you think they played it?
0: For sure. <laughs> Koguro is a man of taste.
2: Does that one win you a lot of money? Because I feel like he's a man of money, too.
0: I don't feel like Koguro is good with at gambling. I think that's why his family needs to keep Conan <laughs> uh, to stay afloat. That's fair, yeah.
2: Poor Koguro. Yeah,
0: because he keeps throwing all his money away. Yeah, so uh I just want to thank all of our listeners. We recently hit over 6,000 downloads, which uh we're very appreciative of. Wow. Woo. So that's an awesome mark. It's a big deal. Um yeah, uh podcast's been uh the latest release has been going uh good and uh we're actually going to be bumping up the uh release day one day to Thursday, at least if I'm not lazy and don't uh edit it till the last minute and then push it back till friday like i did last <laughs> week because <laughs> uh we're recording in advance now so uh we're recording a few days before it gets released so there's less uh it should go up on a mid uh at a midnight rather than like halfway through the day like it sometimes did so we should have a more uh regular release schedule uh once again uh If you use iTunes, we really appreciate if you leave a review there. It helps our discoverability if you're enjoying the podcast. uh, We would really appreciate if you left a review or uh, just a rating there. Anything helps. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our show account is twitter.com slash case underscore reopened. You can follow Kyle at uh, Spirit in Seoul, which is the Korean city S-E-O-U-L. Did I spell that right? Oh you got it. Yeah. Yeah I didn't. I'm, proud I'm of smart. You. I'm multicultural. Big uh, boy, yeah. Yeah, watch out, Colleen. I'm coming. <laughs> You're for coming
2: it. from my spot.
0: Yep. Uh you can follow me on Twitter at Tyler Trees. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh Colleen's smart, so she's not on Twitter, so you can't stalk her.
2: Yeah. Please don't steal but- my drinks.
0: Yeah, don't steal her <laughs> drinks. But if you are a woman, attractive or ugly, my DMs are open. Please, I am very lonely.
2: You can steal Tyler's drinks.
0: Yeah, that's all I want. I want somebody to appreciate my back. That's so gross, man. I even as sorry, like, I didn't mean to gross you out. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I shouldn't speak for, on your bad. behalf.
0: <laughs> Why do people? It's do really that? gross. <laughs> it is gross. Yeah, not good. Uh, yeah, so that'll end this episode of. Uh, Case reopened. Appreciate everybody that listened. Uh, And we'll be back next week. with Two episodes including that Detective Boys case which I know Kyle has to be excited for. But uh, the episodes are the Detective Boys disaster case and the Death God Janae murder case. So that's exciting. The Death God Janae. The Death God. Hey yo Janae. Oh my god, this dude looks awesome! You yeah. know, I'm looking at a picture <laughs> of him. Dude, look at the Uh-oh. fucking death god! He looks oh, that, that's not even the link. I'm just seeing Kogoro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Tyler god just Koguro. sent us an image of
2: Kogro.
0: <laughs> I sent us our show notes again. By oh, oh wow, he does look cool. Look at the death god! He looks like an Inuyasha villain. Yeah, he looks way more badass than the Night Baron. So I'm excited for this.
2: Yo. Like Sashomaru without any skin.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. For real. It's like it... Damn. I'm hyped now, so we got two cool... Skinless, uh, Shishomaru. skinless Sashomaru. Yeah, we got... We stand the legend. <laughs> so we have two cases next week, and then the week after that we'll have an extra-sized episode because we're going to be doing two episodes, but one's a one-hour special, so get hyped for kaido kid finally you know i so. am
2: i am so hyped for that
0: i'm just excited for like kyle to understand what our podcast twitter avatar is that's right I He still no has to be is. confused yeah
1: you probably still think it's shinichi <laughs> he looks like conan yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that'll do it for uh this week bye
1: Bye
2: bye I'm and remember one truth always prevails.